The Weekend Legends Catch-Up Podcast. Best listened to in a Mazda BT-50. Built smart and built tough. Make sure it's built like a BT-50. So what do you got cooking this weekend, huh? Put your head between your legs in the brace position and get ready for another week of bats hitting balls. Balls through nets and off rackets with coaches blowing up and referees entering the witness protection program. Sit back, relax and enjoy what Triple M modestly calls... The Weekend Legends. Good morning. It's great to be with you. Well, Andrew Rose, another great night for Sydney sports fans. The Kings had a win over Brisbane and the Aussies won the cricket in the T20. What are you talking about? Why are you not talking about Latrell Mitchell to the Tigers? I'd love to talk about Latrell Mitchell to the Tigers. (laughs) I bet you would. It's so exciting. We need X-Factor and Latrell is X-Factor. Madge Maguire is the coach that he will work with successfully. Settle down. He'll improve our goal kicking. And more importantly, I want to see rugby league players driving Mercedes turbos. Yeah. (laughs) Now, look, coming up this hour, the Sydney Kings coach, Will Weaver, had a win last night, but he was ejected earlier this week in the loss to Melbourne United. Yeah, we we also want to talk about the uh, Tonga-Australia match last weekend, about the uh, emotion about it, and why I'm okay with Australia losing for once. And we also have a big show coming up, plus Valvoline Raceway Family Pass to give away the Ultimate Speedway Challenge, November 16th at Valvoline Raceway Parramatta Sprint Cars, Speed Cars, and a huge fireworks display. It'll be great. But up next, all the latest player movements, and with the news that SBW is off to the Wolfpack, we want to tell you who else might be joining him. That's next. It's the Weekend Legends on Triple M. Put your feet up on the dash, recline the seat, and let these guys take the wheel, metaphorically. Obviously. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose, and NRL's just a game that keeps on giving. It's been another week of movers and shakers, and there's been some big moves this week, hasn't there, Chris? And there's been some shaking, Rose, and I'm talking about the bags of chips that are many first-grade players' shoulders after last week's international round. Yeah, a lot of injuries, right? Your boy from the Canterbury Bulldogs, Kieran Forrance, shoulder gone again. Oh, no. Adam Fanua Blake for the Eagles and Jake Trevojevic for the Kang, uh, for the Eagles. Yes. Sorry, for both they're both Eagles, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How about that? Goodness me, I was thinking Tonga and Kangaroos, <laughs> and they both play for Manly. They all went down with shoulder injuries in the internationals last week, and this was after Wayne Bennett had already called for a shoulder inquiry. Why is everyone hurting their shoulders? Tackling. Oh. <laughs> Your that, last fi- that old chestnut. <laughs> Your last fix of international football, by the way, is on today. Fiji takes on Papua New Guinea at 3.20pm nice. at Christchurch, backed up by New Zealand and the Great Britain Lions at 6pm. Yeah, 6 very nice. But as Lachlan was suggesting, there's been so much movement this week. Yes, moving and shaking. Yeah. Ryan Madison has announced a three-year deal for $1.5 million with the Parramatta Eels. Farewell, Ryan, from the West Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if he's worth that money. Jesse Raymond from the Sharks is back from the uh, Newcastle Knights. A four-year deal will be announced probably right now as we're speaking. Okay. Bunch of Parramatta Eels have recommitted, including Bragg Takarangi, which oh, I love well, saying. Look at the stadium, as if you wouldn't want to stay there. Now, you had a tip on Josh Adokar, didn't you? Yeah, I'm hearing Josh Adokar. I'm hearing a couple things. I'm hearing Josh Adokar is possibly being scouted for the Tigers. Sure. I mean, you're getting all the news this week. A lovely back three there with Latrell Mitchell in the number one jersey. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then that, that's off the back of the talk of Latrell Mitchell coming to the Tigers. And as a Bulldogs supporter, I'd like to say, we're not interested. We came out yesterday. We're not interested. You know, we were thinking maybe we'll go on a date with him, see how it goes. This is no chemistry. We're at, we're at early in the Mitchell-Arette. <laughs> yes, it was your CEO, Andrew Hill, said Canterbury is officially not interested in Latrell Mitchell, possibly because they were talking $10 million over 10 years. I mean, that's a lot of money. <laughs> Money's such an issue in rugby league. Cody Walker's looking for about eight hundred and fifty to nine hundred thousand, supposedly for sure. Souths, and Souths go that's about a quarter of a million north of what we're prepared to pay. 
The Roosters apparently have taken their extension deal to Latrell Mitchell off the table. He was yeah. going to jump up from four fifty to eight hundred thousand. That's really interesting, right? That that for the Roosters to have him for another year and say, you know what, we're not getting involved in this anymore. There's some concerns around Latrell, a flotilla of advisors and managers, some of whom have been struck off, et cetera, et cetera. But mm. the main concern was raised when he apparently drove up to the South semi-final game in a Mercedes S63 Turbo. Ooh la la. First of all, I'd expect Roosters to be driving Mercedes. Ah, right. <laughs> you think he's back there? <laughs> but if the dogs are out, there are plenty of clubs who are interested. And mm-hmm. yes, the Tigers are certainly heading up the back page of the Telegraph this morning in Sydney. What about Latrell Mitchell to the Wolfpack? What if he follows SBW over to England? Well, here's what Brian McDermott said about SBW signing. We're really excited. This is brilliant news. Uh, it's going to have a huge impact on Toronto Wolfpack for sure. It's going to have a huge impact on Rugby League in Canada and Toronto itself as a city. But I went out to Japan last week to meet Sonny Bill and I just wanted to make sure that he's signing for the right reasons. Signing for the right reasons. What do you think that means, Chris? $10 million over two years. <laughs> who, yeah. who says rugby league's not an international game? Brian McDermott, in tremendous Canadian accent there as he was heading to Japan yeah, 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 very to Canadian. sign a New Zealander for the English Super League. It's confusing. The Wolfpack are in the market. Their very first signing was a player that they came to know as Car Crash, which was Fui Fui Moi Moi, who signed for $90,000. Now Sonny's signing on for $10 million over two years. Super League can afford players, Rose. Where, where do they stop, though, the Wolfpack? I'm hearing more rumours now about who might come to the Wolfpack. You're not hearing about Valentine Holmes, are you? I'm hearing about more than Valentine Holmes. Who I'm, else you got? I'm hearing Semirad Raja <laughs> is a possibility. Latrell Mitchell and... <laughs> I mean, what a, what a team the Wolfpack are going to have. But this is because they have a very interesting salary cap in the English Super League. They have a marquee player exemption. No matter what that marquee player has played, it only counts for 300000 Really? Yeah. So you can you can pay $10 million for a player and they just uh, they only take up 300000 of the cap? It's trying to attract talent. I mean, the NRL might be nervous. Finally, Latrell Mitchell, there has been talk about if Val Holmes goes to the Wolfpack, he'll go to the Cowboys, mm. but I think he's going to the Tigers. Is that right? Well, they're starting with T. I think he's going to the Titans. Titans in the eight, baby. Still plenty of news. We <laughs> eagerly await, but in particular, we can't wait to see where Latrell lands. We'll keep you posted for that. But next, we're going to talk nothing but net, as the Kings have another gutsy win last night. They might go all the way, and we'll tell you why. And that's next here on Triple M. Like helping a weekend to the plums. Lamb's Weekend Legends. Five on the shot clock. Garrett Newley from the logo. How good is Brad Newley when it's crunched on? And how good are the Sydney Kings right now? A 95-85 to 85 victory over the Brisbane Bullets. It's the Weekend Legends on Triple M with Chris and Rose. And we love passionate roach, uh, coaches. Will Weaver, <laughs> Sydney Kings coach, had a week to remember, didn't you, Rose? I'm not a fan of passionate roaches, Lachlan. They <laughs> ruin my house all the time. Yeah, the Sydney Kings, man, are on fire, Lachlan. Chris... Last night, the Kings got another win against the Bullets, 95-85. They're now 7-1. and one. Yep. The Kings are looking better than I've ever seen them start a season. They look really, really strong. But I want to talk about that one, the one in the 7-1. and one. Uh, They lost to Melbourne United early this week, 107-104. Really close game, right? But what was interesting about this game was Coach Will Weaver blew up deluxe at halftime. Lead at the half, and it's on here. They've had to stop Will Weaver. He wanted to have a few loud nouns and verbs there. He still wants them. I think he was angry. He better be careful or he's going to get another tee and he'll get thrown out. That is two technicals, I believe. He's out. He is cut off. 
He is ta-da. The double technical for uh, Will Weaver, the coach of the Sydney Kings, set off at halftime at that Melbourne United game. Chris, what were your thoughts on this? Well, it's interesting. The NBL actually calls ejections ta-ta. That's where they go. It's, it's interesting to hear the refs do that. Second technical tartar. So the issue was this for Will Weaver, or the Dream Weaver, as we like to refer to him. Yeah. Dylan Smith from Stith from Melbourne United had shoved Joshon Tate, who was setting a screen for Casper Ware. Mm-hmm. And this was off the back of a number of what Weaver felt were illegal screens. So the players of the Melbourne were sort of moving and bumping players. Yeah, I think his rage was around a lot of the um, the calls were going in favour of the home team, in front of the home crowd. And he had two points. First of all, he was trying to communicate with the refs and he felt they weren't acknowledging him and they weren't listening. And I have to agree, the best thing that refs can do is communicate. Mm. So when they're blanking you, that gets you a little hot under the collar. Yeah, of course. And he does have a belief that in the NBL there is a you know sort of inbuilt, not bias, but a different way of refing road teams compared to the home team, and Melbourne was the home team on this occasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had to had to set an example, and I think why we want to talk about this is because a lot of people look at that as just a guy losing his temper Correct. and getting set off the court. But this is an American sports mentality that maybe we're not that used to here in Australia. I, I'm going to use baseball as an example. It's a one-all game, bottom of the fourth innings, no one's really getting any action in the, on the ground. There's a throw that's not a, a strike that's called a strike, and the coach will just run out onto the field, throw his hat on the ground, get right in the face of the umpire and say, how can you call that a strike? You've been doing this to my boys all night, and I'm not leaving here till you eject me from the game. And then the ump ejects him from the game. The team goes on to win by five runs because it inspires the players, right? It, it, it's, it's not breaking up the flow. It's inspiring them. Absolutely. It's a little bit more animated than that. It's like, what are you talking about? What are you yeah. You're out of here. You're out of here. Yeah, God damn it. But it's a, it's a calculated tactic. And in the way I think that with rugby league coaches, they have a spray when the players aren't performing, but they can't do it too often. Yeah. Getting yourself ejected. People, as you were suggesting, saying, oh, the Kings lost because the coach lost control. No. It's actually a weird bonding moment. Yeah. It's the coach showing that he's there for you in the tough times. Yeah. Andrew Gay says... Uh, it's one that in the big scheme of things, it's not a massive issue. It can be a real positive to the group and it helps grow the bond with the players. Your coach has your back. If things on the floor aren't going your way, he's going to fight the fight for you. Yeah, imagine your coach is sending you out onto that field, no matter what sport it is, to put your body on the line every game. That moment that it's his job to step up for your team, he steps onto that court and gets himself kicked out. To a lot of players, that would inspire. To Andrew Bogut, that inspires him. He goes, that's the coach I want. And it's a kind of a weird mix of we're going to do it for the coach who was kicked out and prove that we don't need the coach to do it. Isn't it weird? Yeah, and we you, don't need him. <laughs> and if you don't think it has an effect, they had two free throws, the Sydney Kings, in the first half while Weaver was coaching, 24 free throws in the second yeah, half. Yeah, shook the refs up, for sure. Uh, now, you might be worried about what happened to the coach. He got fined $500, but before we crowdfund oh, it, no. it's suspended for the rest of the season. <laughs> But my favourite type of ejection of a coach has to be back in rugby league. And we go back to the time when Hollywood Bill Harrigan ejected Gus Gould from the sideline. He was wearing that licorice all-sort Penrith tracksuit. Yeah, why was he sent off? For wearing the Penrith (laughs) all-sorts licorice tracksuit. We'll keep the rage alive. We love it. Uh, Coming up, we have our pressure test, thanks to Karcher before 11, so stick around for that. But up next, Rose. Last week, you were okay with the Kangaroos losing to Tonga. I was. We we hope not for the last time, and we'll tell you why next. It's The Weekend Legends here on Triple M. A show that combines our two great loves, The Weekend and Working Half-Assed. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose for your Saturday morning, and last week's test match loss against Tonga brought out a lot of emotions for us here at The Weekend Legends. Uh, And Rose, you're okay with the kangaroos losing yeah i mean look everyone here on the show knows that i'm an angry dude and i don't like losing and it makes me mad but last weekend when tonga played australia that win was i think the first time in my life 
I've been okay with a national team, an Australian team, losing like that because that was such a special game. Right, Chris? Do you think you're growing up? I hope I'm not. It feels like I am, though. Like, it feels like I'm maturing and I'm, I'm resisting. Am I going to upset you when I say that it wasn't Tonga? What do you mean? It was the Tonga Invitational 13, and therefore uh, it wasn't Tonga. But bizarrely, it was a test match. That's, uh, why'd Has you that ruin changed my your thinking? I'm sorry. Why would you ruin my dreams like that? Your semantics drive me nuts. Look, look, I think for once, and it's only for once, you might have a point. <laughs> Rugby league always sees itself as in a competition with Rugby Union. Of course, we've just had the Rugby Union World Cup and weren't we riveted by the box kicking of the box as they oh, went just, on to the yeah, yeah, beside myself. victory over England last Sunday. Now, rugby has one thing on Rugby League, and that is when they say World Cup, it kind of feels like it is a World it Cup. It is a World Cup, sure. You know, yes. there, there are eight countries that can win as opposed yeah. to right now <laughs> it's three. in Rugby League where there are three. <laughs> yeah. And they talk about in Rugby League Tier 1 Nations, and it's at the moment it's only England, New Zealand, and Australia. That's it, yeah. I think you need four teams to have a tier. Hmm. That would be my feeling. So yeah. we want Tonga to be successful so we actually have proper Tier 1 Nations. And I mean, look at that nation. When that team plays football, whether it's Tonga or Tonga's 13 or whatever they want to call them, they go nuts. Like, that was a sea of red out there, and... Every time they got the ball, every time they had an opportunity, that crowd went crazy for an entire game. And for me, like you said, it makes me proud to be a rugby league fan, and yep. I want to see Tonga at that top tier. And I think Australians do like to be challenged. I don't think they want to cakewalk every time. And I think I'm comfortable with you know Australia losing one every ten, well one every fifty times. So yes, because it what it does. Not only does it say Tonga, you can you can dance with the biggest teams. You've beaten New Zealand, you've beaten England, now you've beaten Australia. You can dance with the best in the world at rugby league. But it also says to Australia, let's not get complacent. We're the best for a reason, and this loss should light a fire under us. There's another aspect to this. There's a cliche that's often rolled out when one team wins over another, oh, they wanted it more. And I've always said that's bunkum. That yeah, doesn't exist. Same. I think this might be a case. Yeah, I for, think you're right. For the Kangaroos, it was the last game of a long year. Mm -hmm. They were still going to be number one. They were only playing an Invitational 13. Yeah. For the Tongan guys, they're upset that they're called an Invitational 13. <laughs> Their local governing bodies in turmoil. Their coach, Christian Wolf had been sacked, so they were playing for him. They've given real sacrifice because they've worked away, walked away from money to not play for Australia, like for FIDA, or not play for New Zealand, yeah, like Tamalolo. for sure. They were in front of a home crowd. They had something to prove, but primarily, Rose, they were playing for those folks at the Tongan wedding reception oh, who went nuts when Tonga that, won. If you could find that footage, a whole wedding stopped to watch the last minute of that game, and then it just turned into a rave when Tonga won. That whole nation is proud of them. I'm proud of them, and I want to see Tonga do well from here on out. Amen. Good, good luck to Tonga in the future as well. Hopefully, we keep the competitiveness up. But up next, in tennis, the Federation Cup is on this weekend, and Chris... You're off someone representing Australia. I sure am, Lachlan. We'll tell you who next. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. This show is definitely on the weekend. Whether these guys are legends may be debatable. Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose, and with the Federation Cup on this weekend, the Aussies are hoping for their first win in the Women's Federation Cup in 45 years, Chris. 45 long years, Lachlan. We're talking tennis here, right? We're talking tennis. The mm. Women's Federation Cup, we won... Against the USA over in Italy back in 1974 with the team of Di Fromholtz, Janet Young, and the great Yvonne Gulligan. How could I forget? And that was our third Fed Cup in four years, and it's been donut ever since. Now, this weekend in Perth, we take on France. Arla Tomjanovic, Astra Sharman, Sammy Stosa, and Ash Barty. Ash Barty's coming off her win in the WTA Tour Finals. Yeah. Her fourth tournament of the year, including the French Open, a major. Still world number one? 
16.5 million to the good. She is the world number one. I mean, she has to be the most important tennis player to come out of Australia in a long time, right? Yeah, but I'm off her. You're off her? I'm totally off her. What? Come on. In the wake of all her achievements, the four tournament wins, a major, number one, all the money. The words most often used to describe Ash Barty are normal and nice. Okay. I don't want that in my tennis players. (laughs) I want highly strung. Arrogant, right. bordering on angry, right. which sounds a bit like you. Yeah, you want me? Yeah, a brooding <laughs> loner. You. Still me. She's so calm and relaxed. Did you see before the big final in China in the WTA Tour she's, finals? She's too cool. She's playing stick cricket in the dressing rooms with a couple of mates. She's looking relaxed. Right. She's not edgy. She's not. The knees aren't going up and down. Yeah, she, she'll, win, she'll win tennis trophies and talk about Big Bash. In her, in, her, in her acceptance speech. She's so chill. I mean, she had a perfect stance. <laughs> she had a strong left hand. Oh, Kerry great. O'Keefe would be delighted. Great off-stroke. When she was struggling with tennis, what did she do? She didn't get consult a, a band of assistants. She, she took, uh, played she, Big Bash. She yelled at a linesman, right? That's no, what she did? No, she went and played Big Bash ah, for the Brisbane Heat. Yeah, good on her. I hate people who are good at more than one sport. <laughs> Where are the stories about the pushy parents? Where were the bodies creating trouble? None. Right, yeah, None. None. Absolutely no backstory. The parents are chill as well. This is outrageous. When she won the tournament in China, she thanked the city of Shenzhen, and she had a bit of trouble saying city of Shenzhen, so she accidentally swore. She only swears by accident. I can't <laughs> believe this. You watch her play. You watch her play in the Fed Cup. Okay. Absolutely no grunting. Just perfect silence. Yeah. Like, you know, the way the game should be played. Oh, my God. You've just made me realize that Ash Barty annoys me at how good she is at everything. She is the world's number one. Not only is she not a tennis player, not a real one, she's not a real Aussie tennis player. Aussie number one, this is crazy. Stop it. We're still good luck to the Aussies at the Federation Cup, regardless of what the boys think. It Go, should Ash. Be, it should be a cracker. What a heel turn. More, <laughs> more weekend legends right after this here on Triple M. Not sure if it's the show you'd give 10 out of 10, but these guys do high-five each other a lot. So high-fives! Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose, and we love rewarding sports fans for watching sport throughout the week. That's right. Thanks to Karcher, let's do this. Pressure. The Under Pressure Test. Time to do another under pressure test here to see who wins the Karcher Pressure Cleaner. We're doing a head-to-head this week, so we've got two contestants. Let's meet them first. Alana in Penrith. Alana, you there? Yes. You're ready to play. Who's your footy team? Are you a Panthers fan? Yeah, Panthers. Oh, how did I guess that? It kind of makes sense, Alana. It's a good decision. <laughs> and also Jason in Stanhope Gardens. Jason, who's your footy team? Uh, the Knights. Oh, the Panthers versus hang, the Knights. Ha- hang on, Jason. Stanhope Gardens, surely West Tigers. What's going on no, here? Stop, stop trying to recruit uh, to the Tigers. Um, I was born in Newcastle. Oh, there okay. you go. Take that. Oh. Good stuff, Jason. All right, guys. Here's how it's going to work. All right. It's a best of five question competition. First to three right answers wins. Your name is your buzzer. Now, we've, we've added in a little stipulation this week because of the people that jump in early with their name. If you jump in early and guess the question and it's wrong, the other competitor immediately gets a point. Ah, see? See what we've done there? You're making me work, Rose. I've, I've got to have trouble keeping score here. All right, here we go. Everyone ready? Yep. Cool. Sweet. Let's do it. First question. The Sydney Kings play in the NBL. Name me one other team in the NBL. Jason. Oh, who'd you hear? I, th- I think I heard Alana. Yep. Um, yeah, so Melbourne United. Very Fantastic. good. One point to Alana. <laughs> you, of course, you bring, bring up the one team that the Kings have lost to, Alana. Yeah, yeah. Thanks You're really a lot. sticking it to us. Yeah, really appreciate it. Panthers, Panthers fans, man. All right, question two. Let's go. Australia beat Pakistan last night in the 2020 over in Perth. How many wickets did we lose? Oh, radio silence. <laughs> What's happening? No one's going to guess. We're going to have to wave that one away. Oh, yeah, we're going to wave it away. We're going to wave it away, guys. And the answer was? 
Zero. Zero. It's a trick question. Didn't lose any wickets. All right, question three. Here we go. Next season, the Toronto Wolf Pack, uh, Toronto Wolf Pack, play in which Alana. league? Oh, Alana? Alana. Yes. Sunny, Sunny Bill Williams. Oh, oh no, Alana. She's gone early. Jason gets the point. No, it's uh, which which league will the Wolf Pack play in? It's the English Super League. Good try though, Alana. Oh. I like Rose, that. I have a score update. Okay, Alana won. Jason won. Jason, you're doing well without even saying anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're down a question, so this could be for the win. This is going to be for the win because we're down a question. Here we go, guys. Right, here we go. Sydney FC play who this weekend in the A-League? Oh. Oh, they're both so scared to say their names. They don't want to get it wrong. I'm waving that off, Rose. I'm we'll waving it off. It's question. another trick one. It's a buy round. They're not playing anyway. <laughs> Okay, final question. Anthony Mundine's son signed with an NRL club this week. Which club did he sign for? I'm going to take the penalty away. Anyone can guess now. This is the final question. Come on, hop into this answer, guys. Can we give him a clue? Hop into this answer. Alana, Alana, yes? Um, South. Yeah, Alana's the winner. That was the hardest competition I've ever done in my life. Thank you, Alana, for answering that. Congratulations to Alana. We'll send a high-pressure washer out to you. Thanks to Carter. Life's most satisfying, clean. We keep making it a little bit harder. Maybe we should make it a little bit easier. Yeah, but, I, I miss Jason already. But the last couple of weeks, <laughs> we've given the questions away, and someone's got the first five, and then stumbled on the last right? one. It's like a last, done all the work. work. The but last I, couple of weeks, people have crushed it. This week... Yeah, but can I simply say it's a prize worth winning. We have a carter at home and people keep coming over and going, your surfaces are sparkly yeah. clean. You can have I go, to, it's the heart. You have to clean me clean. down after that. That's so right. congratulations to Alana. We'll send that out to you. It's been a big hour. There's also a big second hour to come. So stick around. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. The Weekend Legends on Triple M. The Weekend Legends catch-up podcast. Best listened to in a Mazda BT50. Built smart and built tough. Make sure it's built like a BT50.